It's time for the Raging Cajun Army. The only place where it's all Cajuns all the time. Regus will get the carry, and he's pushing his way in, and he is in. Touchdown, Louisiana. And now, here's your host, Matt Miguez. Welcome into the Raging Cajun Army. Matt Miguez here. You there? Cajun fans rejoice. We got a W. Cajuns travel to San Marcos Saturday night and get in what was my opinion a fairly convincing victory over Texas State by the final score of 42 to 27. Elijah Mitchell, the second coming of another EM running back that the Cajuns have had. Maybe, you know, a guy that's in the NFL now? Who knows? Regardless, Elijah Mitchell. 191 yards on 20 carries for a total average of 9.6. Three touchdowns. His longest run of 64 yards set up a touchdown. What an incredible game by the sophomore. Trey Regis comes in with 21 carries and 100 yards with a touchdown. So the second straight Sunbelt game that UL has had two 100-yard rushers. Don't quote me on this and don't hold me to it, but I think this may be one of the most high-powered offenses that the Cajuns have had. Now, like I said, 42-27 to was the final score. Let's talk about how they got there. 454 left in the first quarter. Trey Regis with a one-yard touchdown run. The captain eight-play 60-yard drive took three and a half minutes off the clock. Ended the first quarter, 7-0 UL. First play of the second quarter, Elijah Mitchell with a 13-yard touchdown run. Caps a five-play, 76-yard drive that took a minute 45 off the clock. Fast acting. 7.57, Jamarcus Bradley, three-yard catch from Levi Lewis. That was an 11-play drive that took six minutes off the clock. Make it 21-0, Cajuns. And then right before the half, Elijah Mitchell with another nine-yard touchdown run that capped an 11-play, 80-yard drive. That only took four minutes off the clock. Four minutes, 80 yards right there at the half. That's impressive. 28 nothing at the break. Come out in the third quarter. Jeremiah Haydell for Texas State with a 36-yard pass from the true freshman Tyler Vitt. PAT failed, made it 28-6. to 6-14 left. Five-yard pass from Tyler Vitt to Hutch White. Kick is good, 28-13. And then Elijah Mitchell ended the quarter with his third of the night. A six-yard run. Eight play, 88-yard drive, 35-13 Cajuns. To start the fourth, Keenan Brown with a 27-yard catch from Tyler Vitt made it 35-20. Raheem Malone, two minutes later, gets a six-yard catch from Andre Nunez, made it 42-20. And with nine minutes to go in the game, Keenan Brown again from Tyler Vitt. Kick is good, 42-27, and that would be your Final score. So passing wise, the Cajuns were okay. 14 to 23 between the two quarterbacks, 230 yards, two touchdowns and an interception. Nunez had 149 of those yards, nine of 18 passing, had one touchdown and the interception. Levi Lewis, five of five, 81 yards and a touchdown for a quarterback rating of 99.9. So like I said, not bad. 
I mean, between your two quarterbacks, 230 yards in college on a running offense when we had 330 on the ground, it's pretty good. You know, no, nothing to nothing to really complain about. And, you know, I, I hate to, to compliment the opposing team, but, man, that true freshman quarterback in San Marcos, Tyler Vitt, he was pretty impressive. 28 of 39, 296 yards, three touchdowns, no turnovers. He also had 17 carries for 92 yards on the ground. He moved. He he ran the ball very well down the field. Um, and he also caught a five-yard touchdown pass. They ran the Philly special. And, man, was it pretty. Um, On defense, Justin Middleton led the way with 11 tackles. What a game from the linebacker there. Michael Jaquette with seven tackles. Three solos. One was a tackle for a loss. And sack-wise, Chauncey Menak had one. Benny Higgins had one. Each of them had a tackle and a half for a loss. Well done by the defense. I think the defense had their best game of the year Saturday night against Texas State. And like I said, if this offense can keep up with the way they're playing right now and then the defense can play around the way that they played Saturday night, I think that the Cajuns could be in good shape because they've got a tough stretch after homecoming. We'll break that down a little bit next week. I don't want to go into too many details. And also, I have a very, very special guest next week. If you saw it on Twitter, great. If not... I guess you'll have to tune in next week to find out who it is. So we'll have some fun next week. We'll talk about the homecoming game, and we'll talk about the tough stretch that the Cajuns face with App State, Arkansas State, who, by the way, are playing each other right now on ESPN2. Right now, Arkansas State's up 3 nothing, 550 left in the first quarter. And then after those two games, they go on the road to Troy. So... You know, those will be some interesting games that the Cajuns have coming up after homecoming. It'll be interesting to see how they handle the the pressure of that. Um, and then one thing that the Cajuns defense has really, you know, has really focused on so far this year is getting off the field on third down. And in my opinion, they did a great job of it Saturday night. Texas State was only 8 for 16 on third down. They converted 50%. So, I mean, could be better, but it could be a hell of a lot worse. So, you know, you you take what you can get with a grain of salt. So, like I said, 8 of 16. Cajuns were 11 of 16. So, we got, we converted more third downs than they did, which is always positive. Texas State was 1 of 2 on fourth down. We were 0 for 0. Total yards, 557 for the Cajuns, 425 for Texas State. They beat us on in the air, 301 to 230, and we dominated them on the ground, 327 to 124. Three penalties each for 30 yards each. We had one turnover. They had zero. Time of possession, Cajuns 32-18, Texas State 27-42. Final score, 42-27. Cajuns improved to 2-3 on the year. Texas State 1-4. 1-1 one one in conference for the Cajuns, 0-2. For the Texas State Bobcats. Let's get to homecoming. 
everybody loves homecoming. It's always a fun time. Um, in my opinion, it's just another game. But you know, if you if you want to, you know, buy into the hoopla, then you know, woohoo, homecoming, yay. Um, honestly, I just want to play football. Let's just get to the football. Let's, you know, let's just go get a win. Let's be 500. Let's hope that Arkansas State loses tonight and then we can win on Saturday and be in the lead in the conference. Woohoo! Never thought we'd say that two weeks ago, now did we? Um, these next couple weeks, these big games against... Arkansas State, App State, and Troy are going to say a lot about this team's character, this team's talent, and really and truly the Sunbelt Conference. Because, you know, everybody talks App State, Troy, Arkansas State. People are kind of forgetting about Georgia Southern. Georgia Southern's kind of quietly running the running the table in the Sun Belt. They're second in the Sun Belt East, only behind Troy. 2-0 in the conference, 4-1 on the year. Points 4, 154, and they've only given up 91. That's impressive, okay? That's really impressive. The only team that I am seeing that scores more and gives up less is App State. They've scored 207 on the year, only given up 68. I mean, that's just damn near unbeatable. So I know that the Cajuns will have a rough time on the 20th when they go up to Boone, North Carolina. But like I said, it's about coming in and getting your job done. Getting the win at home against a non-conference opponent, for that matter. It's just it's a, it's a game that has to be won. It has to be. If you disagree with me, then, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry to tell you, but it's a game that has to get won. They're 2-4. and four. They've given up nearly double the points that they've scored. It, it's just, it's a game that's got to be won. I'm, I'm not 100% sure how many times I, I can say that. They're 114th in points scored. They're 124th. In points allowed. And get this. They're 125th in rushing yards. Keep in mind, there's only 128 Division I programs. So, and they haven't really played anybody, oh my God, impressive. They played Minnesota, and they got their ass kicked. They played Utah State, and got their ass kicked. They played Wyoming. Oh, shocker. They got their ass kicked. This team is not good. And they're coming into our house on homecoming. There is no excuse as to why you lose this game. None. We could play Levi Lewis for all four quarters. No no diss to Eli, but I mean to Levi. But we could play him every snap. And we shouldn't lose. So like I said, no reason to lose this game. Cajuns should take care of business, be 3-3, and and get prepared 
to go to Boone on the 20th and try and compete there because it's hard to win. They're a good team. It's a hostile environment, so it's going to be tough. But what I want to see is I want to see the Cajuns take care of business here at home and then get ready mentally and physically for this tough App State team who, in my opinion, should have beat Penn State, the number 11 team in the country, if I'm not mistaken. The 8 team. I'm sorry, number 8. The number 8 team in the country. App State should have won that game. So this team is damn good. This is a team that the Cajuns will struggle to beat. Are they impossible to beat? No. The Cajuns could very well go to Boone and beat them. Do I think it'll happen being a realist? No, I don't. But I'm not ruling out that it can't. So what I'm saying is to not get your head swollen over how weak this New Mexico State team is. Come out, do your job, take care of business, and get ready to go fight your ass off on the 20th against App State. Because if we lay an egg against App State, Arkansas State's going to come in here on October 27th, and they're going to make us look damn stupid, okay? They are going to eat our lunch if we let App State boss us around. Because I guarantee you, if we if we let App State boss us around and do what they want against us, mentally, we're going to be beat up. And App State, I mean, Arkansas State's going to come in here and take advantage of that. So, I'm not saying the Cajuns have to win against App State, but they got to compete. It's got to be a damn good game. Um, I, I just, I can't see it being any other way. So, kickoff Saturday is at 4 p.m. because of homecoming, The you know, the long halftime festivities. So, kickoff is at 4 the weather will be beautiful. Temperatures are supposed to be in the 70s at kickoff, so you might want to bring a jacket. Um, I mean, I don't know. Some people don't need jackets in the 70s. Um, I know I don't mind a light sweatshirt. But, like I said, do what you want to do. I will not be at the game. Um, I will be attending a wedding in Destrehan. But I will... Keep up with the game. Of course, I will be on Twitter. I will be, I will watch when I can on ESPN Plus. You should do the same, or you can listen here on ESPN fourteen twenty, ESPN fourteen twenty dot com, or the brand new ESPN fourteen twenty mobile app. So, in case you don't know this, I work at ESPN fourteen twenty. And my bosses are nice enough to let me use the ESPN 1420 studio to record my podcast. So, so thank you to Scott Prather for letting me do that. And that's about it. Um, Yeah, there's not really anything else to say. Like I said, kickoff is at 4 on Saturday against New Mexico State for homecoming. And then the week after that, they go to Boone to play App State return home to play Arkansas State, and then go to Alabama to play Troy. And then home for two weeks against South Al and Georgia Southern. Maybe not in that order, but, you know, whatever. So that's it, guys. Have a great week. Go Cajuns. And I will talk to you guys next week, and we'll have a lot of fun with our special guest. Catch y'all later.